It's about safeguarding indigenous communities, the people who depend on these ecosystems for their livelihoods and their cultural heritage. And heck, they live there. They live in the rainforest that's being destroyed around them. Creative solutions are the best contributions we make. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast's host, Podbean. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Super glad that you're here. Today, I want to be talking about something that is very important to me. This is another Vegan Life Solutions episode. And in today's episode, we're going to continue to... Hello, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg, with another episode of the Vegan Life Solutions as part of this show. I'm going to be talking about veganism and its crucial connection to the rainforest. But before I do that, I want to remind you that if you stick around to the end of the episode... I'm going to be giving you a little lesson I'm specifically focusing on right now, the need for mindfulness and how it can play a role in alleviating anxiety. So stick around and we're going to do a quick little exercise together right after the end of this episode. But let's get to this show. As I said, we're going to be talking about the crucial connection between veganism and rainforest conservation. And I want to delve into sort of the destructive effects of animal agriculture on these incredibly biodiverse ecosystems and discover how our choices can make a significant impact on their preservation. So grab a seat and a vegan drink and let's embark on this eye-opening journey. Rainforests are the lungs of our planet. They are rich and teeming with life and play a vital role in maintaining the Earth's biodiversity. And thinking about it, the Brazilian rainforest, that huge tropical rainforest, is something that provides us 22% of the air that all living beings breathe. Wow, right? And these rainforests, whether they are tropical or they are in different parts of the world, instead of being in the tropics, they face incredible threats with deforestation being one of the significant contributors to the threats to these rainforests. And here's the truth. Animal agriculture is a leading driver of rainforest destruction. And let's let's talk about this. Let's unpack this connection and understand how veganism can be a powerful tool for rainforest conservation. I want you to imagine the rainforest as a magnificent tapestry, a masterpiece of nature's creation, right? Each thread represents a unique species, whether it is the forest or or an animal, and they're all interwoven to form an intricate web of life. But when deforestation occurs, it's like pulling out those threads and unraveling the very fabric that sustains countless lives. 
veganism becomes the needle and thread. It sort of stitches back the harmony and it protects the delicate balance of rainforest ecosystems. I'm going to include a little video in the show notes for you, which is quite something. It shows the destruction of some of the Amazon rainforest in Brazil between uh, a 10-year time span, like 2000 to 2010. And you can see just how much rainforest is destroyed and, and logged and it's it's just it, it boggles my mind when I think about how that very delicate ecosystem is being just decimated, and animal agriculture, particularly uh, cattle ranching, poses that grave threat. That's one of the significant reasons these rainforests are being leveled especially in regions like the Amazon. Vast areas of forests are cleared to make way for grazing land and to grow feed crops for livestock. This destructive practice not only destroys habitats, but also releases immense amounts of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, contributing to our climate crisis. So that's one of the things that I want to talk about. The, the conversion of rainforests into cattle ranches in the Amazon has reached alarming levels, and the demand for cow products continues to fuel this destructive cycle. So by transitioning to a plant-based diet, we actively choose to break this cycle, and we can significantly reduce the pressure on rainforest ecosystems. I think it's important to recognize that rainforest conservation goes beyond protecting the trees and, and the wildlife. It's about safeguarding indigenous communities, the people who depend on these ecosystems for their livelihoods and their cultural heritage. And heck, they live there. They live in the rainforest that's being destroyed around them. And veganism offers a path of respect and support for these communities, ensuring their rights and preserving their heritage and their ancestral lands. So, how can we as individuals contribute to rainforest conservation through our lifestyle and dietary choices, through veganism? I think it starts with making those choices conscious ones and making them be choices that minimize our impact on these delicate ecosystems. By choosing plant-based foods, we reduce the demand for animal products and subsequently reduce the need for clearing of the land and for the destruction of rainforests. Another thing we can think about is that education and advocacy are crucial components of rainforest conservation. By sharing our knowledge and experiences, we can inspire others to take action. We can start conversations with our friends, our coworkers, our family. We can share the impact of animal agriculture on rainforest conservation and the benefits of embracing a plant-based lifestyle. We can encourage them to explore the resources, documentaries, and books that are available that shed light on the subject. And by empowering other people with that knowledge, we can be like a, a stone uh, sort of dropped into a pond, right? We can create a ripple effect and that can lead to amazing and lasting change. But our impact doesn't stop there. Supporting organizations dedicated to rainforest conservation is another powerful way to make a difference. Research and donate to 
the the charities that are you can go to charitynavigator.org for example and find uh, charities that are doing that work on the ground especially in uh, tra- tropical rainforest regions that will protect those rainforests restore degraded lands and support local communities I think together we can contribute to the preservation of these invaluable ecosystems as we reach the end of this episode, I invite you to take action. I want you to explore even more how you can make a difference in rainforest conservation through your dietary and lifestyle choices. You can dive deeper into the topic it's, itself and you can seek out, seek, out? <laughs> seek out educational materials and engage with organizations and companies that are actively involved in protecting rainforests because there are some for-profit companies that are actively doing that too. They're actively trying to bring more plant-based food out there so that we are not eating and relying on animal food in order to survive, especially if we don't have to. And personally, you know me, I don't think we do. But every small step that we take can add up to create significant change. And remember, I invite you to continue this journey with me by subscribing to the podcast and and even maybe join the Patreon community as a patron. Patron? <laughs> That's what we used to say at the Renaissance Festival. At, as a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus materials. I'm going to have interviews with other people who are involved in this very specific uh, sort of mission that I have. And I'll be giving more resources. And the link to join the Patreon, if you would like to do that, is in the show notes. Or you could buy me a cup of coffee. That's another way. But I do invite you to also subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so. I would love to have you be part of this community that is trying to enhance our entire, our our understanding of veganism and its connection to rainforest conservation. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the Creative Solutions Podcast. This these Vegan Life Solutions episode are episodes are so important to me because they give me hope. They let me do this research and let me bring this information to you. And I hope that you are um, learning something useful with all of this. And if you are, I, I'd love it if you'd let me know. Uh, if, if these episodes are useful to you at all, please, I would love to hear from you. There's a way of leaving me a voicemail or leaving a review of the show, like on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And let me know what you think of, of the Vegan Life Solutions episodes, the interview episodes, or the episodes that I'm doing right now on creativity and communication, as well as these lessons that I'm doing at the very end. Regardless, I want, I want you to remember that by making our choices conscious, by raising awareness, by supporting organizations that are dedicated to these causes, we can be the change that protects these biodiverse ecosystems for generations to come, and we can keep building this community that's looking to do that. Until next time, and remember to stick around until after the episode is over, and you know that it's over when I ask you to be kind, be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. All right, here we are. This is your little bonus if you've stuck around. (laughs) Here's the thing. 
One of the things that I've been looking at a lot recently is anxiety and what to do about it. And I've been thinking a lot about this. Is anxiety born or is it made? In other words, are you born anxious or do circumstances in your life sort of conspire to make you anxious? Honestly, I think it's both. I think there are some of us who have uh, the neurochemistry, the biochemistry that that gives us a predilection to be more anxious. And some of us like me, uh, I came by my anxiety uh, environmentally. It was it was nurture or lack of nurture instead of nature. And let me explain what I mean by that, because you might understand it uh, from from your own life. So I was I was a very happy-go-lucky kid, but I was in I was born in the Soviet Union, which had its own levels of of stress and anxiety. Right? You were all you were never allowed to speak your mind. You were never certain if somebody was going to talk on, tell on you. And it was a communist state, so there were all these crazy rules, and people were walking around afraid that they could be arrested and sent to one of the camps, uh, one of the gulags at any time in the seventies. So it was scary. But it, I was young, so I didn't really realize that uh, until we moved to Israel. And then uh, we were in Israel during the Yom Kippur Wars, which was a literal war zone. So we had to constantly be vigilant, constantly be uh, terrified, really, that planes would be dropping bombs. In fact, at night, we had to, every, the people who had cars had to paint their headlights uh, with black or dark blue paint so that planes wouldn't see them as they were driving, because if planes would see them, sometimes they would drop bombs. So, and and as I say, when I give my speeches uh, on mindfulness and creativity, my seventh birthday party was interrupted by planes dropping bombs overhead. And that's literally true. We were there. My birthday was right when the Yom Kippur War started. And if that doesn't make you a little anxious, what's going to make you anxious, right? Well, on top of all of that, I know I'm telling you a whole bunch of stuff. On top of all of that, I was abused, physically abused and emotionally and psychologically abused by my father when I was a child. And I haven't spoken to the man in 30 years, but that doesn't mean that the scars and the the issues from that have gone away. And why am I saying this? It's because that anxiety is learned. And it, in my case, it takes the form of hypervigilance. I get to the point where I make myself sick sometimes with the hypervigilance of all the things. And if you know me at all, you know that I do a lot of different things. So all the balls I'm keeping up in the air, trying to keep them all up in the air, can make me a little wacky sometimes. And that anxiety, when it rears its ugly head, it takes a physical form. And it doesn't happen often anymore, in part because of practices that I've developed that I'm going to be sharing with you uh, moving forward. And why I'm talking about this is that I am in the middle of putting the finishing touches on a, a little meditation class, a very beginner sort of meditation for busy people, uh, change your life by meditating five minutes a day. And that's going to be coming out very shortly in the next, oh, I'd say four or five weeks. And why I'm talking about it is because it is the thing that I use to help me allay my anxiety, right? That, that hypervigilance, that when's the other shoe going to drop thing sometimes just takes you unawares, at least it does me. And I've had to come up with techniques and methods to handle it. And my method, one of three, uh, I, I either breathe, I focus on something, or I visualize uh, things being okay and then do the work to make them that way. So today I want to talk about when you feel anxious, what do you do? What, are, what is the first thing that you can do? 
Well, for me, I stop and I take three deep breaths. And in fact, I'm going to invite you to do that with me. So I want you to take a, take a look at yourself right now and see if you can figure out what your level of anxiety is. Do you, do you have an idea in your mind? Like what, what is your level of anxiety right now? And I know, I know, believe me, it's, it's weird to kind of go, oh no, no, you can, let's talk about that and see what it is. Do you feel no anxiety at all? Do you feel a a moderate anxiety? Do you feel kind of high anxious or, oh my goodness, the sky is falling, right? What level give yourself a one to five one is no anxiety at all and five is holy crap the world is coming to an end see where you are and just check in with yourself for a second i'll wait and then when you've done that i want you to do another thing for me and we're going to do this very short little exercise together we're going to just breathe and i'm going to talk you through it i want you to sit down if you're standing or sit up if you're lying down And if you can, uh, put your feet flat on the floor, put your hands on your knees, and I just want you to take in a nice breath and see if you can keep your shoulders down as you do it. Just inhale for a count of four. Ready? Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four, hold your breath, two, three, four. Well done. And now see if you can check in with yourself on that anxiety scale right now. Where are you? No anxiety at all, tiny bit of anxiety, moderate bit of anxiety, uh, kind of anxious, and then really anxious the sky's falling. I'm willing to bet that if you check in with yourself, probably you're a little bit less anxious. And that's what I'm talking about. So I want you to think about that as an exercise that you can do whenever you're feeling anxious, because that is one of the building blocks of a mindfulness practice and a meditation practice, just taking the time and breathing. And that's, I think, sort of my mission to the world right now is mindful creativity And I want you to start building that practice so that when we start going really in depth on mindfulness and creativity, that you're going to be ready to go. All righty. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did, I'd love to hear about it. Drop me a line. Let me know. All right. Until next time, I remind you to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in.
Thank you.